Good afternoon and welcome. Welcome to another edition of Color Conversations, a safe place to talk about race and religion. Um, I am one of your hosts, uh, Keenan Tyler. I passed at the great coastal shores and cedars of Lebanon, seven days in its churches where we love God and love people. Um, I'm gonna bring in um, our our other other hosts right now, um, Trevor, Doctor. Kenlock, um, yeah, we all are. We all here now. <laughs> all here now. Uh, but but yeah, yeah. Um, our co-host, you want to say anything real quick? Yeah, yeah. Just want to say good afternoon to everybody. So glad that you all joined us for um, another Color Conversations, um, where where we get in it. We've got some fun um, fun topics, but just some very um, sometimes controversial topics um, on on race, and we're looking forward to having an open honest um, dialogue. And I always enjoy these uh, times with your preacher because I learn. Um, and, and whenever we have guests, um, that, that's an especially um, good good experience because we pull so much from them. Mm -hmm. Amen. And we have a special guest today, uh, the great man of God, Pastor Ishmael Spencer Wade. Did I miss any other names? Did I get all three? Sure. Oh, that's, all, that's all my names that I have for now. All right. And what, what church do you have the luxury of pastoring? Um, thank you. I just want to first show my gratitude for the invitation um, to be here. Uh, I am truly honored. Uh, I am currently the lead pastor of the great Campus Stella Heights Seventh-day Adventist Church located here in Norfolk, Virginia. I've been serving as the pastor, the proud pastor there since um, January of 2021. Nice, nice, and, and thank you. Welcome, welcome. Thank you for being here. Thank you all for having me. All right. Well, let's open up with a word of prayer. Uh, uh, Doc Kenlock, can you open us up with a word of prayer, please? Absolutely. Let, let's pray this time. Our Father and our God, we uh, are grateful that you have blessed us with a new day, with a new opportunity. We thank you that you brought us together to uh, have this uh, special conversation um, this afternoon, God. Uh, be with us. Uh, we thank you in advance for giving us learning and understanding. In Christ's name, amen. 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 So we have a special, special topic today. Black on black crime. Is there a riff? between black americans black Af well, african americans caribbean americans is there a riff now we do have another another preacher that is going to join us soon uh but we have some great questions and i guess uh just giving you all some background um i'm black american i'm from brooklyn new york and um Ish ishmael past ishmael where, where are you from um, I originally hail from the Palmetto State, South Carolina, uh, from the city of Columbia, which is the capital. All right. All right. And Doc Kenlock, where, where, where are you um, from? Man, I was raised here in the United States, raised in Los Angeles, California. Um, but my, my family background is Caribbean. It's Jamaican, mother and father from Jamaica. All my uh, parents, grandparents, family, aunties, uncles. Um, so it's a very strong and proud um, Caribbean family. I think now it's, it's interesting just in what you both of you with your what messages that your shirts are giving. Uh, Doc, can I can we just see your shirt? I don't know if we could. All right, all right, is that that's that's Bob Marley, right? All right, okay, okay. And then and then and passed away. Got says, I'm ready. Nat Turner, come on, that okay, 31. Oh my yeah. god, in the mortar, yeah, yes, sir, yeah, yeah, that's all right. The preacher, that's a black Nat preacher. Turner. Black American pe preacher. That was a rebel. Revolutionary. Yes, yes a prophet. A prophet. Yeah, I, I got the prophet Robert Nesta, Robert Nesta Marley on my uh, shirt, of course, uh, from hailing from the great Pearl of the Caribbean from Jamaica um, and made uh, reggae and Rastafarianism uh, worldwide um, and, and known, um, but uh, represented the black revolutionary struggle, resistance struggle um, in the Caribbean context, particularly the Jamaican context. And so through music, he articulated that message um, in a way that was very uh, powerful and helped to open up minds to um, the sufferings um, and then the possibilities of black people. Mm -hmm. Amen. Amen. So, so y'all ready? Y'all ready to jump into this conversation? Y'all ready? Yeah, preacher. Yeah, yeah, preacher. Uh, you want so, me to take so, you there? So, ask the question first, and then I get into how 
Absolutely. how we got here. Absolutely. We were having a good dialogue, Preacher, you and I, Pastor Tyler, um, a couple weeks ago, um, just about, you know, uh, various topics of race, as we always do. Um, and then we started discussing uh, the Black American experience and the Black Caribbean experience. And there was a lot of good stuff that, that came out of that um, conversation. But Preacher, you had in particular a, a recent experience, man, that um, I, I think would be a good um, jump off point here for us right. to kind of launch into it, man. Why don't you share your, your recent experience? Right, right. Well, I'm, I am, but can you ask the question first? Can you just ask the question first, though? That very oh, first question? Which one? The first question? Yeah. Oh, our first question is um, What are some of the stereotypes that you have heard about Caribbeans amongst some Black Americans? All right. So, so let me let me let me just before I, before I turn it over to pass away. So a couple of a couple of weeks ago, um, I substitute taught at one of our Adventist local schools, and I had the pleasure of meeting a pastor. I'm not going to say his name, or right, well, we have another preacher coming in. Let me let me add him to the screen. Uh, let me add him to the screen. Push back from you standing up and saying, okay. "This is what we're doing." If right. Well, 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 Pat, Pastor Graham, are you there? Can you hear us? Right. All right. Okay, he is there. All right, we're gonna we're gonna let him get himself together. But but all right, so so basically I met a preacher, um, Ishmael, Pastor Joe Doc Doc Kenlock. I met a preacher and he told me his experiences. Uh he's from Jamaica. Ooh, he's from the Caribbean. I don't want to sing on who he is. But he told us, he told me his experience, and he said this. He told me this amazing story how when he came to America, he was asked while in seminary to preach on Martin Luther King Day. He got up in the pulpit. He said, you black Americans, you are too political. That's what he said. All right. He, he told that. And the church was half Caribbean, half black Americans. All right. So obviously when he came down off the pulpit, the pastor was a little upset with him. The church members were a little upset. But however, however, the well, let me just make sure. Pat, Pat, did you did you were you able? Did you hear my story so far? No, he didn't. <laughs> No, you there. Well, good to see you. Good to see welcome, you. Welcome. I'm, I'm glad to be on. Introduce the preacher. Introduce yes, we can preacher. hear you. We can hear okay. you. Good. All right. All right. I'm, I'm telling the story how we got here. How we got okay. here. Okay, sure. I'll just back up real quick for the people in the back. So basically, a, a, a pastor, a Caribbean pastor, he told me a story of what happened to him when he came to America. Basically, when he was in seminary, he was asked to preach on Martin Luther King Day. When he got into the pulpit, he got up there and he said, you black Americans are too political. Oh. Right? <laughs> so the church was half black Americans and half Caribbean. So when he got came down off the pulpit, the pastor was, was upset with him, you know, was, was upset and said, and that right there, what happened was the Caribbean Americans, the black Americans, they took that time to educate him. On okay. race relations. Okay. You know, and he said he had an epiphany and he looked at things about race completely different. He said, here he was. This is this is what he told me. He's like, he said, here I am in this country, right? Right? Not even aware of all the racial background, saying that black Americans are too political. One, and then two, I'm enjoying uh of, of the fruits of the sacrifices. Of their late. Mm. That's what he said. So now, Pat, I'm armed with this information. Right? So the next day, I'm going to preach, and I believe the Holy Spirit had that story in my head. I never met this guy. Sure. So I I get up in Ishmael Wade's pulpit. Okay. Of course, it's virtually. And I and I repeat the story, but however I say it. I say it in a way that was really, it might've been divisive. I said, you Caribbeans, mm -hmm. and I'm paraphrasing, I really don't even remember exactly what I said. Mm -hmm. Come to the country and don't appreciate the sacrifices. Of, so of course, Caribbean, they had a problem with that. You right? got shot, you got, you still here? 
I had to. I had to intercede. I had to intercede. Metro, and that's why. If you did that in Metro, it would just be me, you, and Israel. Right, right. I have true states. I have true men and women of God at my church. Yeah, that's right. That's right. And it was virtual. It was virtual. That's what it was. However. Metro would have hunted you down, though. Just, just want you to know. Yeah, well, well, thank God, thank God, thank God. Right. So, so, so now, passed the way he reached out to me. Sure. Like he's like, hey, you know, that was a little, little rough. And at first, when he said it, Pat, I was like, hold up, now, that's what the Lord gave me. Sure. But I didn't go back and listen to it. It wasn't until about a day or two later when I went back and listened to it, I was like, oh, wow, that's the way. It came off. Okay. I definitely apologize. Don't want to be divisive because you know the devil, he tries to 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 that's what he wants. He wants us to you know divide and conquer, you know. So so I definitely didn't want to come off with that that energy. So I definitely I got apologize. You. I went back to try to look at the sermon. They took the sermon down, <laughs> you know. So that that that's how we got to this point, ladies mm-hmm. and gentlemen, to bring mm-hmm. everybody back up to speed. Yeah, yeah, Pre- preacher. Thank, thank you. Let me just. Uh, we we have uh, Pastor Patrick Graham that joined us, um, the youth director for the Allegheny East Conference. Pat, welcome. We pulled you in this because you you got a background, man. What what's your cultural background, my brother? I'm afraid now. I don't know what to say. I mean, I, I, <laughs> um, no, I'm, um, my mother and father, uh, they're from Jamaica. Um, and, and I appreciate the word Caribbean because there, people always think everyone comes from Jamaica because it's the largest mm-hmm. um, uh, the largest landmass, I'm going to say that's there. But I come from, uh, my parents come from Jamaica. Uh, we take pride in being, this is not a good word, but I'm going to call it out anyway, second generation or some people say half breed or whatever um, um, that, that we're from there. And just like... Uh, uh, just like Pastor Keenan, he grew up in a melting pot. Um, uh, he grew up in a melting pot called Brooklyn and Coney Island, if if, if at all. The problem is that the per- people who are listening to you don't know where you grew up. They don't know. Uh, they don't know the uh, where you've come from. But I think that um, there's another line. I now have to teach my children what my parents didn't teach me. And, um, and and I think that's where, actually, we had a show like this before. Yes, we both had a show. We had a show like this before. So um, I could understand where people would think that. And even in the apology alone, we always have to be educated to what's really going on out there. I've gotten clobbered in the pulpit for making statements. Um, um, and when I say, oh, I'm sorry, I didn't tell you that my parents are from Jamaica, oh, it's excusable now. Mm-hmm. You understand what I'm saying? It becomes excusable mm-hmm. once they know that you are allowed to right. uh, to make those type of statements. So, right. Right. Pat, Pat will get in the pulpit and he'll say, see, y'all Caribbean people, the problem with y'all is mm-hmm. dot, dot, dot. Mm-hmm. And now for those who don't know, they like, whoa, <laughs> wait a minute. You know, but then he he opens it up, so it it, mm-hmm. it helps. He's got professional. Pastor Trevor, let me just say this because I think this is important. Um, what's important is that I would make blanket statements to get the wow factor, mm-hmm. um, which is dangerous on my end. Also, um, I could say from a personal standpoint, which is probably different than Pastor Kinlock's. I grew up where my parents did not teach us the civil rights because they didn't know it. Mm -hmm. Um, They came here in 60, they they left Jamaica in 64, 60, but they went the Canada route. You understand what I'm saying? And then came down. Right, okay, we took the Mm -hmm. Canada route. So I learned about black history through Caribbean from my aunt that was here since 1919. Mm -hmm. That's the difference now. (laughs) Not the ones that came in 60s, the one that came here in 1919 that was able to teach us what happened during the wars mm-hmm. and how they treated them. Um, so there's a lot of stories that can go. I make blanketed statements, but there are Caribbean people who were on the battlefield with Dr. King and were 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 um, that came across that bridge, and um, um, they've been through it. They've been I mean, through the the, the, from, the, the uh, from the beginning. They've been through it. 
the problem is that it's, it's in their teaching. So I, I want you to go ahead and continue on. From yeah, here, but yeah, I just no, want to no, be thank, thank you, Kenan. You, you brought us in, and thank, thank you, Kenan. I want to ask Kenan and Ishmael, since you guys, of yeah, course, are representing, uh, represent our Black American um, perspective, and Pat and I, the um, the Black Caribbean perspective. Um, what are some of the stereotypes that you all have heard about Caribbeans amongst some Black Americans? Uh, I, I'll go first. Sure. I'll go first because unlike. Um, uh, Keenan and, and 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 Graham, I'm I'm not from what you would call or consider a melting pot. I'm, I'm from Columbia, South Carolina. Um, it's a lot more uh, ethnically and culturally diverse today than it was when I was growing up in the '90s. Um, to be honest, when I started off I, early on in my church experience, I probably we probably only had maybe less than 10 members in a congregation of 300 who were from the Caribbean or who were not American born. Um, now today, that same church is probably half Caribbean and half African-American. So my experience is, is very different. So my most culturally diverse experience, ethnically diverse, was at seminary, to be honest with you. Okay. It was at seminary. Um, and so what I remember from there is, here it is, and, and I'm still learning, and I think this is a part of the stereotype. Um, our church truly is, the Seventh-day Adventist denomination in North America truly is the most um, diverse ethnically. It may, and, and, and culturally when it comes to um, what it includes, um, but on the surface, but it's not as culturally diverse when it comes to institution. Um, and what I mean by that is, pretty much the way things are done are pretty much done the same way, same expectation. So for instance, and, I don't, and I'm gonna get to the, to, to the response, but just to share, for instance, seminary is predominantly black, black Caribbean, black African, and black African-American. Wow. However, most of the music <laughs> that was played and enjoyed is CCM, or was CCM, not gospel, um, not uh, Caribbean tinged music, you know, reggae style, ska style, you know, it was mostly CCM. When predominantly of the student body is majority black. Um, so with that being said, um, one of the stereotypes that I would hear, and, and this is strictly from a church context, um, is that uh, Caribbeans can be very intrusive and controlling. Um, I have not heard that stereotype at my current church, just mm -hmm. make that clear. Um, mm -hmm. But what I've heard from others who've experienced that transition from a predominantly African-American church, and now it's a mixture between African-American, Caribbean, and maybe some other um, Black cultures, mm -hmm. is that, man, they're just coming in and taking over. Mm -hmm. They just want to do th their things their way, and, mm -hmm. and they get this, and, and the label of our Caribbean brethren and sister are that they're very um, controlling. Um, they want to take over. And of course, theologically speaking, they're conservative. Okay. Because whereas our African-American churches, we, in a sense, I guess from our perspective, we fought for years to have a more liberal or a more expressive worship experience that, that could be um, accepted. You know, drums in the church, you know, expressive praise and worship, liturgical dance, you know, we feel that we've been pushing this for years. And, 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 and so we finally made the transition to having drums, you know, not singing hymns, but singing more gospel choir songs and praise. And now with the change where people are questioning why we have drums, our people are questioning why we don't sing enough hymns. So forth and so. So those are some of the uh, stereotypes yeah. and challenges that I have. Yeah. Yeah, well said, Keenan. What would you say? Well, yeah, yeah. So, so I have a little, I have a different perspective because I did grow up in in Brooklyn, New York, um, in Coney Island, to 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 be exact. And so, I don't, I'm not, I'm not looking at this from the church end. Uh, so, my first and quote unquote, my earliest, what I can recollect uh, encounters with Caribbean, of course, Jamaicans that I, that I know of, um, <laughs> uh, was not probably the most positive. If I, if I could be quite quite honest honest with you, so um, I just remember on my block, for instance, um, my my corner was 
it, it, it went down. You did not want to be in that corner at all. But I remember for about a span of three years, we had some Jamaicans that came in and they took the corner over. And they sold weed there. They saw, you know, so my my first impressions and you know was I associated weed with Jamaicans. Weed Jamaicans, just weed Jamaicans. So that 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 was the first, and that didn't stop until I got to college, if I could be quite mm-hmm. quite honest. Mm-hmm. You know, also, uh, so that's probably if I could be honest, that's a stereotype um that that I that I had. Um, also, I'm trying to think what else. What else? I'm trying to give you. Um, um, my uncle was Jamaican. He lived across the street from me, so he married. He married my aunt, and um, and uh, I mean, he was just real super, super strict and mean. And I mean, I mean, just uh, one of the meanest men. God, so <laughs> <laughs> the real start, like like it was like he wasn't playing around. So I always associated that. Uh, with uh, with uh, I guess more so Jamaican um, men. Um, what else? What else? Um, that's the, and then of course, as I got older, when I probably got um, high school as well, I, I begin to hear that a lot of Caribbeans think that they're better than Black Americans. Mm-hmm. You know, so that was one that I definitely mm-hmm. heard. Mm-hmm. But again, I'm from Brooklyn, so every every year Labor Day parade, you know. I got my flag. I got my Jamaican flag. I got my, <laughs> got my children. You know what I'm talking about. <laughs> I'm with every Eastern Parkway. Eastern Parkway. Yeah, Eastern Parkway. You know, so, you know, in, in the clubs, they only play dance hall music. So the right. Caribbean culture, you know, that's just part of being in, in Brooklyn. Um, but those are the stereotypes, if I could be quite honest. Yeah. Um, that I heard. Yeah, yeah, good. So, so Pat, controlling, um, smoke weed, um, and... What what was that last one, preacher? Uh, Kim, that you said, um, think they better. Think that better than uh, yes. Than, uh, right. What do you think about that, Pat? Um, you you going right, right into it? Huh? I, I was going to ask you, but no. Um, <laughs> you know, uh, um, I, I'm going to tell you. I got to tell you this. Um, uh, and I could only speak. Remember now, I'm speaking. I, I, usually, when I preach or I speak to everybody, I do it on a blanketed statement. But now, I, I, I because of the, the controversy, if you want to call it that, I want to speak directly because I know people are going to be listening to this. Um, I got to go by how I was taught. I can't go by what now what everybody else has, ta- uh, has gone through. Um, Caribbean, uh, Jamaican, Caribbean, uh, <clears throat> their education system is from England, um, it's, right? So their way of actually um, um, their learning, their the culture, all of those things came through the queen or the king of England. Uh, that's the Anglo-Saxon way of where it came through. So the properness, uh, if I could use that word, to be proper, to, uh, you know, uh, um, what you do on the outside, what you look like on the outside translates. So there's no other reason for Caribbean people to have left a beautiful island as they are, uh, where they come from, except to live a better life. So that's where Canada, that's where England, that's where the United States come from. And when they get there, their m- mindset is, I came here to succeed. That's, that's, that's where the thing is. I came here to make money, send it back home. I came here to make money, build up what I need here. Mm-hmm. That's the mentality. Yeah. So uh, when it came to education, um, uh, they always thought that the English education was better than the American education. So therefore, there's a, there's, there's an, I'm not going to say a smartness, but there's an advantage to, uh, to it. So even if they heard the stories of what has happened in, I'm not going to go far back because, and that's another um, uh, uh, another thing, what has happened in the Caribbean over the past 200, 300 years in slavery is the same that has happened in, um, in America. The, those stories are exactly the same. It is the, it is when we had got our freedom in Jamaica and England caught on to it and being a colony which caused us, and when I say us, you know what I'm talking about, Caribbeans to say, one, we may call it controlling, but on the other side of it, headstrong. Um, they both go, it go both ways, headstrong. 
um, think they better. Well, you don't know where we came from. Do you understand what I'm saying? That's the that's the mentality. Mm -hmm. So the mentality is is and my parents never talked to me about um, the American culture or the white culture. They always said, "Be the best, no matter what happens. Be the best mm -hmm. that you can be." And then yeah. that's where it fell. It, it, it you know it it fell where it it may. But now there are. I have sat at tables now. Pastor Trevor, I'm going to be honest with you. I've sat at tables for dinner where people didn't know, Sabbath dinner where people didn't know I was Caribbean. And the things that they have said, I said, oh my goodness, I can't tell them. Hold on, but let's flip it. I've sat at Caribbean tables mm -hmm. where I said, oh my goodness. Um, I ain't know we really think like that. You understand what I'm saying? So I'm giving the fairness to both. Yeah. Yes, I've heard those things before. Yeah, and, yeah. I've, and yes, I've heard them loud and loud and clear. And there are Caribbean people that believe that. And there are Caribbean people who say, nah, those are my brothers, just like me. We right, right. Yeah. That got dropped off at different places. That, so that, that's it. Places. That's it. You spoke to the history and you spoke to the experiences. That, yeah. And that's really it. Caribbean people, and I'm speaking generally, are strong people, are proud people. Um, that they come from a history of struggle. And like you said, when they come to the States, when they go to England, when they emigrate to these other areas of opportunity, they bring that that passion with them. So there is a, um, uh, at times it, it can be, it can appear to be uh, domineering or dominant, but it really is just that strong determination to succeed and go in a certain direction. And um, because it can come off aggressive, um, I, I think it can be per perceived um, perceived uh perceived that way perceived as thinking that they're they're better um i remember um with a black uh had a black american uh member um that spoke to me a few years ago when they knew that i was going to metro and um they they said oh my goodness you're, you're gonna go up to to that church with all those hard-headed caribbeans mm. now now they didn't know you know uh, my, my my uh caribbean background or, or they <laughs> forgot it in that moment um <laughs> I, I make no apologies about it in, in the pulpit. Um, but I, I said, uh, I, I looked at her, I said, well, they're no more, more hard-headed than, than you Black Americans. And um, it just it just kind of checked her for a minute. We, we had a good laugh about it. But um, Keenan, uh, you had an experience with uh, somebody uh, that, that I know um, that, that reflected some of the stereotypes um, that are said about Black Americans. And I want to flip now to the Black American stereotypes. Do you remember that, ma'am? What, what, what did uh, uh, somebody tell you um, about um, what Black Americans are like? Somebody that I know that's close to me. <laughs> oh, <laughs> are you going there? Oh, wow. 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 All right. It wasn't somebody, me. It wasn't me. No, it wasn't you. But I, I, I was somewhere. I was somewhere in America sitting at a kitchen table and um, and someone they mentioned, they said, and I, mind you, I'm, I'm sitting at the, the kitchen table. I'm like, I'm like right there, like right there. And, uh, and, um, and the person said, black Americans, they're lazy. How'd they say it? They said, you want me? No, nah, I'm not going to do that. That's good. That was good. That was good. That was good. You almost it. You almost scored it. You, you almost got you. You almost got you. We got, we got, right. I said, they're lazy, right? Right. And I said, I said, I'm, I'm right here. Like, I'm sitting right here. Like, I mean, I remember that story. I remember yeah, it. Like, yeah. I'm sitting right here. And then they thought about it. They're like, not you. No, no, that's not what they said. Yeah. They're lazy. Like, said it again. <laughs> so, no, the individuals much, you know, have much respect for the individual. So I just kind of left it alone. But I, I thought it was hilarious just in my mind. Um, so um, but but yeah, so that um that was the first time I actually heard that. Okay. From from someone from a Caribbean. Like, wow, that's right. That's how I'm like, and my mind like, wow, that's really how Caribbeans think. Mm -hmm. So now with that, with that being said. What are the stereotypes mm -hmm. that Caribbeans and of course and now of course we're not speaking for every black right. American and y'all right. will not That's speak right. for every Caribbean. Right. Right. All right. right. So I just want to throw that out there. But what mm -hmm. are some of the stereotypes that exist in the Caribbean community about black Americans? Yeah, yeah. Listen, uh preacher, you 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 hit them. You you hit the first one is you know, black Americans are lazy. Again, we're talking stereotypes now. You know, they don't work hard enough. You know, we come here from 
from this island and we take advantage of the opportunities and for some reason black americans aren't doing the same thing um all, also the you know stereotype of black americans are always complaining about racism um they always talking about racism and complaining about racism that kind of connects with the whole black americans are too political kind of idea um and then I, i've also heard you know um uh black americans are racist they're really the racist ones um and i've, I've heard that in in communities that i that i'm in uh, in caribbean communities um to which i had to kind of address some of those and, and open up um the mindset the understanding but the feeling was uh, i've met black people way more racist than any white person I've ever met. So these are some stereotypes that that kind of exist or that I've heard, you know, within our our, our Caribbean communities. Hmm. All right, Graham, Graham is thinking, he's thinking. No, I'm trying to figure out the way escape out of this one. <laughs> um, um, no culture. Hmm. Um, I've, I've, I'm trying to figure out what I've what I've literally heard no culture because the truth is that not from my parents, and I'm not trying to give them a buy. They were, and I'm using this in the best terms, they were ignorant towards a lot of, a lot of things. But I have um, that, um, uh, no, when I say no culture, there's, they don't think about, um, oh, I know, they, government, they rely on the government mm. for, um, for handouts. Mm. Um, um, uh, they, they like to rent instead of buying. I'm, I'm sorry. I mean, I'm just, mm -hmm. I'm just trying to think of, of, of things that I've, I've ever heard of. They, mm -hmm. uh, they don't budget. They just buy the next best thing uh, and, and, and don't save. Mm -hmm. I've heard those type of, of, of mm -hmm. things, of things before. They keep their house dirty. Mm. I've heard those type of things. I'm sorry to come so crass. I yeah. don't believe in uh, um, that stuff, but I mean, but we're talking about the stereotypical. There, yeah, the negative stereotypes. That, that's it. These, these um, are some of the things. That, no educate. They only go for this up to this educated, and they don't want to continue from there as long. Living the minimum. Mm -hmm. uh, that's that's what I've. Yeah. Heard. Well, well, listen. We, we want the honesty to kind of bring those stereotypes up, so we can kind of uh, talk about them. So, so we're here now. It's here at the surface. Um, wait, so wait. Before to, you go, before you go to the yeah, next. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, go ahead. I just want to bring. So, so Ishmael, I know it looked like you biting at the chops to get in. So, from what you're hearing. <laughs> Uh, what, what what do you think from from what you hear? Man? What's going through your mind, man? Um, what I see is um, man, he stuttered a quick stutter. Yeah. You heard it? <laughs> no, no, no. But what, one thing that no, one thing that that's going through my mind because I'm thinking about my experiences sure. and just every I'll say this: every year I learn something new about this uh, experiment of democracy in our country, and what I'm hearing is that white supremacy has been very successful. Uh, and what I mean by that is, 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 for example, um, as I shared, I, I come from a place that didn't have a lot of diversity um, growing up, but over the years it did. It, it my church transitioned. Um, so, for instance, after 9/11, boom, we started having an influx of a lot of military families. Right. Um, right. Um, um, and I, and I and I believe because of the uh, increase of cost of living. Um, in northeastern states or on the east coast, mm -hmm. a, a lot of people from those areas started trickling Coming back home. That's right. Le cost of living is less. Uh, taxes are minimal uh, in the south compared to up northeastern. So, so, so even though you know, got along very. Matter of fact, my wife comes from a Caribbean background. Her her father, um, or, or her stepfather, um, was from uh, um, Westmoreland, Jamaica. So. You know, I have I have Caribbean in my family, so to speak. But I remember an encounter he had with a young lady who, you know, I'm still friends with to this day, still a part of my home church. Um, she had questions about Black History Month. You know, we had we celebrated Black History Month. We had some very lively discussions in that AYS um, on that particular Sabbath. And some of the things that were just expressed as far as being too political, angry, racist, us being the racist, you know, she expressed that. And I said and listened, kind of taken aback because I've never heard a person right. of color express those things. Because right. to me, it's kind of like uh, uh, black history, understanding where people are coming from was, was, was not new to me. 
But as I was listening to her and as she shared, one thing I shared with her is I stated, um, hey, one thing you have to realize mm -hmm. is that every member within our church, and at that time, it was probably mid-2000s, I said, every member of our church who's in their 60s and up lived through the things that we were talking about today. Mm -hmm. when, we were, when we're talking about the March on Washington, when we're talking about Bloody Sunday, when we're talking about Emmett Till, when we're talking about segregation, when we're talking about water fountains that that you know that said whites only and colors only, we're not talking about something in the distant past mm -hmm. that no one alive can attest right. to. No, right. my parents. That's right. Hear me now, my parents. Who she knew, you know, who are well beloved in our church and loved by her. Our my parents, both of them attended college during segregation hmm. and so and and so i think I, I what i what i hear is is that a lot of times and this is one of the issues we're dealing with now with this whole controversy around crt or critical race theory right. what it is is that we like to frame the ugliness of our of america as something that is distant in the past when the reality is is that no it's it's literally a decade or two away and as a matter of fact one thing and and, and i'll end on this note um and hopefully i, I I've, I've added to to what was just being shared Definitely. one thing i will have to say this is the big difference between i will say the caribbean experience and the black american experience as caribbeans you all actually achieved a level of lip a liberation that black americans have not achieved and what I mean by that is that everything that we have gained here in America, as as great as those strides have been, as 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 important and essential they have been, and 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 and, and they have been gained through the blood, literal blood, of of our ancestors. Everything has been piecemeal. It's been. Whereas Haiti, Jamaica, I'm not sure of any other uh, country's history, so forgive my ignorance. You all have reached a level of liberation as a people in the nation that really is is very different and in my observation and correct me if i'm wrong it, it and to a sense is greater than what we have been able to achieve in america as a people yeah for, for instance the voting rights act think about this <laughs> we have the voting rights act of 19 uh correct me if i'm wrong 1965 right 1960 1965 uh -huh. right right yeah. but now why do we have to have the John Lewis bill passed? Mm -hmm. Because about 10 years ago, the Supreme Court right. gutted the Civil mm -hmm. Rights Act, the Voting Rights Act, excuse me. But now we're seeing, still seeing voter suppression right. at a high rate, even in 2022. Right. So, so that's where I see some of the, the tension. That's where I can see where the misunderstanding and the disconnect can come from yeah. because of the reality of the, 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 the strides of, of liberation in the respective yeah. places are different right. and having to understand that what we talk about what we deal with as black americans is not hundreds of years ago it's literally right. you know yeah. decades ago we still I, have just yeah i was gonna say um ishmael the the democracy the demography and the makeup um in the caribbean is different than in um the united states and so that's one of the reasons for the um the advancement of liberation or, or, or where Caribbeans kind of got there first. In the United States, Blacks, you know, still make up 12 to 13 percent, you know, the population. In the Caribbean, when you're talking about Black countries, you know, that were able to, you know, get their independence from their colonial powers. And so you're talking about Black government. So there, there's no need for Voting Rights Act because it's, it's Black government, it's Black people, it's a Black country. So it, it looks a little different. But the, the the struggles and and the the issues with white supremacy are are still there. Yeah, and I just want to say too, um, Ishmael, like my grandparents are from on my mom's side from South Carolina. They're from Denmark, um, South Carolina. You know, you know the racial history there. Um, but during the Great Migration, you know, they left, they fled, they fled the South uh, because of you know racism, so forth and so on, Jim Crow, lynching South, all of that. You know, and I know that the difference, and you two, correct me if I'm wrong, um, Pastor Graham, uh, Dr. Kenlock, correct me if I'm wrong, but just like you said, the liberation was different because in the Caribbean, when when the, the quote on the oppressors 
when you got liberation, they almost like left, like almost in a sense. And it was just predominantly people of color there. Where in America in 1865, when the slaves were quote unquote set free, however, we know that they were free, but you still needed somebody to work that land. So they really wasn't free. So systemic racism, they were pretty much enslaved all over again. You know, it was a book called Slavery by Another Name where you had black codes. As soon as they were set free back with vagrants laws, like if you if you don't have a job, they could just lock you up. You know, so for it's so many, it was so many systemic um, um racial laws that were put in place to almost put people back in slavery. And then you fast forward it almost to our time with mass incarceration. So all these different things that black people had to deal with in this country along the way. You know, so it's a different experience. Right, right. You know, and, and we're still, it's not like this, like Ishmael said, it's not just happening like way back then. My my uncle, my uncle is married. Mm-hmm. Right? His his wife, well, he, he just died, he just died a couple of weeks ago. But his wife's sister is the little girl with the Brown versus Border Education. Mm-hmm. And she's still alive. Yeah. As a kid, I had to watch tapes on that stuff, didn't appreciate it then. You know, but but it's like it's not it's not way back then. And then on top of that, like just I went last night at the Virginia Beach public school uh, um, um, school board meeting. They they voted on a budget to stop ESL English second language. They wanted to to take funding out of it and put them in saying later for these kids, these immigrants who can't speak English later for them. You know, I mean, if that's that's not systemic racism, I don't know what is. Like, it's happening right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. currently, that's currently still talking about. Yeah, yeah. It's still happening. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so Kenan and Ishmael, you you guys hit it, and I, I just want to like lay it bare right now. What are some things that um, Caribbeans don't understand about Black Americans? And you you just spoke to some of that, but can you share any more? What are some things Caribbeans don't understand about Black Americans and their experience? You want to go first, Ishmael? I'll go first. Um, I, as as I just want to make it clear, you know, my experience in a uh, setting that is uh, diverse is 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 a lot newer than you all, so I'm still learning. Um, but one thing I believe could could be better understood is that as Black Americans, we do have a rich culture. Um, I have I have a friend try to make a connection. A friend mm-hmm. from seminary. She said she's Haitian. She said, I didn't know I was black until I came to America, mm-hmm. you know, to speak to the fact that, um, you know, when you have a country, you know, when you, when you come from a place where you're, you, you can see your culture all yeah, around you, it's right. very expressed. I mean, you have money with people who look like you, mm-hmm. uh, but there's a joke uh, by, by, by a comedian that says, you know, uh, uh, money here in America is nothing but uh, baseball cards of slave owners. <laughs> you know, um, I mean, that's just the reality. So mm-hmm. but 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 the truth is, we do have a rich culture as African-Americans here in the States. I mean, soul food. Absolutely. Um, you go down to Louisiana. Mm-hmm. Uh, what you see there is nothing but um, uh, original culture, the Absolutely. music. Absolutely. Um, and to be honest, the unfortunate thing, maybe the reason why it may the reason why it may appear as if we are not culture or we do not have a rich culture is because the best of our culture is often appropriated mm-hmm. and commercialized. Mm-hmm. Um, and, 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 and to be honest, what I've been learning is that a lot of Black American culture, you cannot speak of it without talking about Caribbean, you know, mm-hmm. Caribbean yeah. culture. Hip-hop. Yes, I mean, yes, hip-hop. Indeed. That's it. It is, it's, a, it's a rich part of Black American culture. That's right. That's right. Um, however, you cannot talk about the roots of hip-hop, rap music, without talking about Caribbean culture. Very good. You Very know? good. So 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 I, I think that's one thing. And I and I believe the second thing is is when it comes to uh there's so much I want to say, but I have mm-hmm. to give someone else time. But I would say this. Um when it um and correct me if I'm wrong, may, the, I believe the stereotype of being lazy may come from the 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 reality of okay, we both look the same, you know. You know, black two black individuals, but one is from Caribbeans, one is in America. You've been here all your life. How in the world aren't you able to 
be successful or make certain strides or achievements. But I'm able to come here and I'm able to go to school, get, you know, get a good job and be financially stable. So obviously you are not working hard. Is, 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 am I too off base? No, you're that? right there. You're right okay. there. Those are the same I, things. I, I think the misunderstanding is this, um, two things. What makes racism so insidious is that you can be allowed to have a certain level of success and still be looked at as inferior. Um, we see it in sports. Um, for instance, when um, LeBron James and, and other athletes became very vocal about race in America, there was a commentator, a, a, a quote unquote journalist from a certain news outlet who stated, just shut up and dribble. Mm-hmm. Um, um, there are many stories. And, and a, a matter of fact, there's a family I personally knew who doing very well. I mean, high middle class, what you can consider. But some families are interracial, as you would say, are very fair skinned African-Americans where they had someone come to their home to appraise their home. Got the appraisal was like, hold up, this is not right. Mm-hmm. Had a second appraisal. But what they did removed all of the pictures that showed people of color, their family mm-hmm. pictures, their family mm-hmm. photos, kept up the pictures of their white family members or had a family member who looked uh, either was white or looked white yeah. and got and their home was appraised at a higher value okay yeah and yeah. so i i think what has to be understood is that just because someone can achieve certain levels of success mm-hmm. doesn't mean that racism doesn't exist just because a person has been here for a certain amount of time does and has not you know maybe been successful in in a uh, ideal way doesn't mean that they're lazy. No, absolutely. People who live below the poverty line have several jobs. Mm-hmm. Have absolutely. Several jobs. So yeah. I, I think that's what has to be understood that yeah. there are barriers that have been set in place, yeah. and, right. and unfortunately, no matter you know, you can have an opportunity and still, you know, have that resistance. And, 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 and Ishmael, can we just make it clear that all Black Americans are not poor and living in the ghetto and on welfare? So you're talking about Black Americans span the uh, entire span of kind of the socioeconomic ladder yeah. or, or level. So you have, you know, upper uh, upper mm-hmm. class, upper middle class, middle class, uh, right. educated, all of that amongst uh, Black sure. Americans. So sure. that's right. a that's a misnomer, you know, exactly. that Black Americans, they're lazy, they don't work. It's um, racist. Caribbeans can come, but well, I wouldn't call it racist, but it, it certainly race. is. It's it's, it's big. It is Ra- racist. Racism involves some power in their yeah. preacher. So well, 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 and that's a, I think that's a misnomer because it does involve some power, and people of color can have some power. You know, there are some people that have been put in prominent positions, and they did the same thing that they white counterparts have done. I know we always say that oh, a black person can't be racist. But um, I believe a black person can. Anybody yeah. Black, you know, you can. Yeah, we're really talking about not institutions, preach. I won't go fully. No, no, I know. I got. We're, we're, we're talking about we're talking about institutions and and structures. We're talking about systemically. You have to have power over those systems. Um, to to right. it's a to, good book called called How to Be an Anti-Racist. I would recommend that to 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 anybody. Okay. He gives some yeah. good examples of this very thing. You know, this very thing that we're talking about right now, that black people, when they okay. do have power, some of them have done the same exact thing. I highly recommend that for anyone. But I but I wanna I wanna go to um I want I wanna I wanna answer that question. You said what yeah. are some things that Caribbeans that, that, that some Caribbeans right need to yeah, understand some about black but what I, I think I think um not just Caribbean, but but we all just need to before we before we um you know prejudge, you know, we just need to learn just to educate ourselves. You know, on, on on anyone on their background in their struggle. You know, before you cast judgment, you know, know the truth. You know, just know the truth and just speak the facts. And of course, you know, it's um, you know, don't make no blanket statements. But I mean, that's not even so much for Caribbeans. That's that's for everybody. Also, understand as Ishmael said that that in this country, unfortunately, even though slavery quote unquote ended eighteen sixty five. There was still, because of systemic racism, there's still laws put in place. Like you read the book, The Color Color of Law, it shows you these, these laws were just, these racist, um, um, racism was baked into the policies of this country 
that mm-hmm. black people had to endure. So we just gotta, you know, just just recognize that. Just understand. Understand the history. So um Pat, I want to bring you in it and just sure. kind of ask you to flip. What don't some black Americans understand about Caribbeans? You know, I I think we're we're still going back to um, and I'm not saying just a repeat of it. I think that we first of all our cultures are not that much different. Mm-hmm. Um, um, if you go to, and I'm going a roundabout way, same thing that Pastor yep. Ish, Ish did. When you look back at, um, if you go to certain parts of the Caribbean and you go to certain parts that's down south, South Carolina, Geechee's, they understand each other's language. I'm talking about dialect better than some Northern black understand understanding um uh understanding uh, uh, uh caribbeans they're so tight even the foods that we make we call them different names mm-hmm. you know we say soul food and yet i, I want to tell you something you all when you look at the foods that caribbeans call delicatessens and you look at the foods that we eat in soul, soul food and i'm talking about especially the meats this is what the whites gave us because we couldn't get the best part of the meat. You understand what I'm saying? When I when I say I want to eat oxtail, come on saying, now, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I understand. Yeah. But when you really get to think about it, yeah. it's the tail of a cow. Yeah. Do you understand what I'm saying? Or or the foot, or or cow foot. I'm what I'm saying is that we've been through similar mm-hmm. situations. Um, we just call it different names. So down south where they eat tripe. Well, you, you're eating intestines because the master didn't want to give us the best part of the pig. You understand what I'm saying? So I think the, the, the misconception is that, that um, well, what I would love everybody to understand is that we all came from the same place as kings mm-hmm. and queens and princes and princesses. And I think what, what systemic racism has done to us is push us apart from each other. When I look at Haiti right now, Mm. we would have dropped a bomb in Grenada back in the 80s. Y'all were still babies back then. We would have dropped a bomb when we when we thought that Russia was bringing um, communism to Grenada to Grenada. I remember that. But on the flip side, look what's going on with Haiti. The most intellectual people that you will want to see. Absolutely. But yet third world. Mm-hmm. When you deal with Reason what they're that. actually going through, it's systematic racism. Mm-hmm. We want to we thinking about what's going on in U, the Ukraine, and my gosh, what's happening in the Ukraine? You see what's in the Ukraine? They wouldn't even let black people go cross right. the line, mm-hmm. right? But yet here we are. We're going to send aid, and we do send aid to Haiti. But I'm saying we don't we don't we didn't make a big fuss about right. what's going on in Haiti as far as it's right. concerned. Absolutely. But you want you want us to deal with our music, right? Right. And our fast running, I'm saying this, I'm saying yeah. this sarcastically, and our fast running um Usain Bolt, um, we talk about them in that fashion as though they're animals. Mm-hmm. We're not saying how great Usain Bolt is. Right. Sure. They're really putting out, he must be eating something that we all ain't eating, or mm-hmm. he must be doing something. So the misconception that I that I think that that we honestly that we do think we're better. Mm. I don't think I think if we can 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 look at success as um, that doesn't have a barrier of location or where you're from, because I'm going to tell you something. Come look at my family. There's some things in my family. If we say black Americans are this saying, yo, why don't you go across and see what's going on in my family and recognize that I have some people in our family that don't think high school is enough to go to and have the brains to do it. So everything that we're talking about, I have to say, we have to erase that yeah. because the main thing that they have done to us is to say, these are the Mandingos over That's here. That's and it. And the Mandingos over That's here is, is to make babies That's so that it. we can have more slaves on this That's side. It. That's it. Um, now we're going to, oh man, I wish Garrett, my brother was on for this because we could speak being in between. Mm-hmm. Um, we have gatekeepers that don't want to share those the, the, the knowledge between both. Could you imagine if Caribbeans, mm-hmm. Africans, 
black black afro african americans you you, you know what happened if if we come yeah. if we come together yeah yeah and, and that that's it pat so you're speaking to them i'm glad you pulled it out you're speaking to the reality and the historical reality of global white supremacy that's the history it. of global white supremacy yeah. that has impacted and dominated and repressed black peoples in the united states that has uh restrained um, and contain black peoples in the Caribbean, marginalize them, as well as uh, black people in, in Africa. Um, and, and what we need to understand is we've got that common history. Um, we, we are all dealing with, with a common history where we are, we've got the same blood. We come from, from the same continent and um, we, we are part of the triangle trade. Everyone understands just the history there with that triangle trade is, you know, um, Africans went to the Caribbean um, were broken in the Caribbean and then taken to the United States, and then the triangle went back to Africa again. So you've got just this connection of Africans, Caribbeans, and Black people. Um, we are all a part of these uh, these larger processes of colonization and imperialism. We were the subjects, we were the victims of that. And um, the strategy has always been divide and conquer. And as long as we allow that to happen in the present, and it's continually used in the present as well, um, that keeps us divided from each other. And it only works to the benefit of those who are trying to keep us, uh, keep us down. Um, so I would say that what we need to understand is that we've got common history, that we have common struggle. Um, I want us to understand as Black and Caribbean that we have been struggling together um, in our different locations um, for the last hundreds of years. Uh, let me give you a couple names just so you know um, just the connections, the interconnections of Black Caribbeans and Black Americans. Um, Stokely Carmichael, Black Caribbean. Trinidad. Trinidad. Marcus Garvey. Yeah, James Weldon Johnson. Lift every voice and sing, Bahamian background. Marcus Garvey, uh, and we know that uh, doing, doing his work in the United States, Jamaica. Malcolm X. His family was from Grenada. Yeah, his mom. Louis Farrakhan, his mom from St. Kitts. Shirley Chisholm, um, family from uh, Barbados. Sidney Portier, Bahamian family. Harry, Harry Belafonte, Jamaican, uh, Martinican family. And then, of course, Colin Powell, first black um, uh, secretary of defense, also from Jamaica. You had this group. Um, back in 1812, with the War of 1812 between the United States and Britain, uh, where a group of Blacks fought on the British side. Uh, and at the end of that war, they were relocated to Trinidad, um, and they are known as the Americans. And their, their, um, uh, their neighborhood, their colonies still kind of exist there in, uh, in Trinidad um, today. So it just shows that there is an interconnection of uh, Black Americans and Black Caribbeans, and that's been happening for hundreds of years. Uh, Black Caribbeans have been integrally involved in the struggle uh, in the United States against racism um, and against white supremacy. Um, and, and that is something that we, we have to acknowledge. We have to go back and understand our history. Um, but not only do we have a common history, not only do we have a common struggle, but finally we've got a common destiny. Um, and and I, I believe that when I look in the word of God, um, Psalm 68 verse 31 says, uh, princes shall come out of Egypt and Ethiopia will soon stretch his hands to God. Um, and, and that lets us know that as black people, God has included us uh, in his purposes for redemption and salvation and that we are rising. And so we've got a common destiny and we can never let go of that. We can never lose sight of that. Um, and we can, can't get caught up in these uh, internecine um, uh, distractions and, and, and scuffles, but we've got to recognize that let, let's pull together as a people. Yeah, that's, that's, that's beautiful, man. You know, just seeing everybody, they, just everybody's human beings. You know what I'm saying? We're all humans, you know, and uh, white supremacy tries to dehumanize those that have been oppressed. And so we all look at each other, well, not all of us, some have looked at each other just not being human. And so therefore you can't do this, you can't do that. And um, so, and that's the power of Jesus Christ. And thank you for bringing us to the word. There, it is, God. man. Um, it is the power. Yeah. It is it's the power of grace. But, but I, I know, yeah, yeah, we, gonna, we, we gotta wrap up though, no preachers. No, yeah, so that's I'm, fine. Yeah, let no. y'all go ahead and uh, get your last few words. Okay, Graham, we'll start with you. No, I'm going to tell you this that I'm I'm learning every single day, um, and I'm I'm grateful that you have the unction to start off and talk about how the story that you told in the very beginning and how it was construed or misconstrued. Mm -hmm. um, it doesn't matter what culture 
It didn't matter whether you were American, didn't matter whether you were or Caribbean. It burns us if we truly believe it. It, it burned us to our heart if, um, and I know sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never hurt you. I, I understand all of that. But when there's a truth connected in some way or another, whether stereotypical or not, it stings. Mm-hmm. What I need to teach my children who was, uh, and I don't, I'm not escaping, who, were, who was in an interracial situation, I got to be careful that I'm not racist mm-hmm. when I'm talking to my own child about who he loves. You, you, you get where I'm going with that? Mm-hmm. So I have to learn every day to be careful um, um, that I'm not, Trevor, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to add this. Trevor, one of my best friends, I want to tell you this. We went back to Jamaica and sold the land mm-hmm. that was in, you know what that means? Mm-hmm. That means we ain't never going back. Mm-hmm. You understand the you understand the mentality of that. Mm-hmm. That means that my children and the children that my the, uh, their children don't have a homeland as far as property is concerned. I'm saying as far as property is concerned, but that means we still have to teach them mm-hmm. and teach not Jamaica, but really teach Africa and teach freedom and teach where we move on from here. So I'm not going to blame uh, going to the blame game. I got to be very careful of what I say from the pulpit. I gotta be very careful. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, I know time is running. Booker, good, gave me, Booker gave me a book when I was working here uh, at the conference office called the, of other sons, the warmth of other sons. Mm-hmm. I read that book, Pastor Ishmael. I read that book, Pastor Keenan, and I literally cried because I pastored in Baltimore. And if I had learned or if I had read that book before pastoring in Baltimore, I would have been a better pastor and a better leader. Wow. I didn't understand the migration. I didn't understand why people moved to Baltimore in different cities for the, in the, the work of industry. I didn't understand that they respected me because I was a pastor, whether right or wrong. That came from South. That came from the respect level, not from the white man, but how they chose who their leader was. I, I missed everything in that. But when I read that book, The Warmth of Other Sons, I wish I could pastor there again to see the richness of the American culture. So so we got to keep learning, y'all. We got to keep learning. Absolutely. Absolutely. Wow. I want to echo um, Graham's sentiments. Let's keep learning. I think the best way to um, for us is, number one, let's just focus on unifying together. Mm-hmm. Uh, for a common goal, for a common purpose. Um, as we know, we live in a land where um, uh, freedom, our liberation has not been realized yet for everyone. Um, plus, as brothers and sisters in Christ, we know that we have a uh, uh, seeking a land of liberation that goes beyond this world. So let's remain unified. And I think that unity comes from um, learning, having more conversations with one another. Um, the thing that uh, perpetuate stereotypes is assuming things about others who you have no relationship with who who you refuse to ask questions to right i mean i'll be honest um you know as as much as you know i like to think that this is a new experience for me when i look back um as a young adult i was invited over to dinner by an older jamaican woman (laughs) you know fell in love with um peas uh rice and peas Mm -hmm. you know and, and 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 cabbage you know so so it's it's being willing to say hey let's come together any assumptions i have let's have conversations let's talk about it yeah. and let's move forward because oh, yeah. you know united we stand divided we, we fall. that's it that's it that's it keenan I, I gotta ask you ma'am um why is it important that uh black caribbeans and black americans unify why do you think that's important i mean you already know just like that's what's, what's already been said. I mean, just the whole African diaspora, you know, we all pan-Africanism, right? We all we all in this together. Yep. You know, we, we're, we're fighting the same struggle, the same battle. So we got to definitely um, stick together as I mean, yeah. you know, divided, we, divided, divided, what is it? United we stand, divided fall. That's already been said. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
it's important that we we educate ourselves educate ourselves not just on ourselves and our history but then on our common history that we have with our uh, black american caribbean and our african brothers and sisters when we do that and we educate i think that the gulf you know um narrows significantly and we begin to see the see the commonalities um so i think it's important that let's go back let's educate ourselves and i believe that um we will be more effective um in moving forward as a people yeah amen 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 well everyone i mean we could have we could have been here all day talking about it you know yeah. and, I, and i thank you both uh preachers pastor graham pastor pastor wade uh this this thank you so much for taking time out your day to spend yep. with us to talk about this topic you know pastor Graham, we talked about this before two years ago and i really was kind of reluctant to even talk about this like why are we going to talk about this again but we did it again you know so i think we this was definitely a blessing and beneficial the chat is blowing up i couldn't even put all that stuff uh mm -hmm. in there you know you know, um, so I, I got other stuff that I want to say now, but I, I'm gonna we, we just gonna <laughs> so stop. But I just want to say for everyone that's watching, you know, thank you for checking us out. Also, next week, starting next week, we're gonna have a change, everyone. All right, so it will no longer color conversation will be on its own YouTube channel. All right, its own YouTube channel. So go ahead and subscribe. Let's look up color conversation. Go ahead and subscribe right now have his own Facebook page. So you want to go ahead and do that right now. But that's starting starting next next week. And we'll be right back. We'll be back next week at 12, 12 p.m. All right? Next week, next Wednesday at 12 p.m. So we're looking looking forward to it. We have some other great, great guests. Uh, yeah. So so let's go ahead and um and close out with Doc. Can I, do you want to say something else? You good? No, no, that's it. Uh, Pastor Graham, would you close us out with prayer? Yeah. Please. God, we just thank you so much um, just for the opportunity of even being a guest for my own eyes to be opened up. What a great conversation to have. I ask you now, Lord, that those who have heard this just to, be, to begin to have a conversation of being better, doing better and learning more about not just their culture, but other cultures. Mm -hmm. We can't we thank you for this ministry, this eye opening conversation color conversation we ask you at the end of all of this uh we will we'll be meeting in the kingdom where color wouldn't matter at that point yes. we love you and we appreciate you jesus well, thank in you. your name i pray amen. Amen. amen amen god bless everyone see you next time next week color conversation god bless bless